Hello, welcome everybody. This is Fountain Pen and Stationery Season Two, Episode Five. I am your host Frank, and I'm Collins. Welcome back, everyone. Hello. Yes, definitely welcome back. And uh, <laughs> hmm. we we did took a little bit longer break than usual. This time's my fault. Uh, I was busy moving. And, I mean, we've uh, already. Uh, We've already kind of settled on the fact that every time we have a long break, it's usually one of us moving from one house to the other. Correct. And this time is me moving. So <laughs> Collins <laughs> probably has another move somewhere down a couple months down the road. But yep. Uh, after this one, it should be a while before we take another break, unless one of us take vacations. <laughs> I mean, oh. we're. I mean, the world is improving, but I don't think we're going to be doing very much in the near future. Yeah, you never know. Never know. I mean, USA is looking pretty decent, I say. Decent-ish. So, yeah, decent-ish. So let's hope, keep the hope up, and uh, well, hopefully the rest of the world also get better, too. Yeah, hopefully. Yeah. So anyway, um, to be completely honest, uh, this last month, I barely wrote anything uh because i mean well, yeah of course yeah just packing as you, you know in fact i i know exactly where my felton penguins are because it is uh, a pretty pricey collection but i doesn't didn't even have time to unpack it until maybe like yesterday and i remember yeah right there's a podcast i'm supposed <laughs> to do <laughs> uh, i mean you've been as i understand it you've been farming more so than writing or doing anything else. So, I mean, that's what happens when you move from an apartment to a place with a giant garden yes. in the backyard. Yes, lots of fruit tree. I, I inherited a bunch of fruit trees from the previous <laughs> owners. So, and it's like, it's like tossed from a apartment dweller that has never really dealt with plants. All of a sudden, I had to start looking to how to take care of all the fruit trees in the back in the backyard and it's spring so they should all be fruiting right now yes they are they are all fruiting <laughs> yeah same time deal with all the bugs and all the pests that comes with it <laughs> oh. so yeah it's like a crash course into uh gardening 101 i mean soon you're gonna start a gardening podcast uh at this point maybe and probably not probably <laughs> not i doubt i'm expertise on any of it and, uh, no. and I, I mean, honestly with you, I, I think keeping the fruit trees is probably a good way. To, I mean, found depends why a good way to keeping record of all the fruit trees and stuff because they're seasonal and they do, you do have to keep the record for a while. So I'm, I probably need to find a dedicated channel for all the fruit trees. For and you can, and you can color code your ink to the fruits that you're producing. Ah. Uh, that's what it's for, man. That's what it's for. So avocado is gonna be a green one. Peach mm -hmm. is gonna be the peach. Oh, okay, I guess. Uh, but what about like sour See, sour avocado? Go. They're all green. You have multiple shades of green. I won't be able to see those shades of green because I'm colorblind. But you know, those greens are there. <laughs> you can use the color changing inks as the fruits are beginning to change their colors as they're beginning to ripen. It's all there for you, man. It's all there. Okay, I guess, yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, I'll look into it. I don't promise anything, but I'll look into it. 
Because I think <laughs> Samsung ink fades a little bit faster than that. Maybe, hey, maybe if I just get pigment ink, it won't be an issue. Yep. As I said, the Staler Story inks, I, I love them. I only bought one pigment ink so far, and that is the Sailor, um, uh, the dark blue one for signing. And that was it. That's the only uh, pigment ink I have so far in my possession. Not that I have tried, but in my actual possession. Yeah. So I, uh, I'll definitely try the story. We, I kind of we're diving too much into sailor right now. Yes, yes, <laughs> which is completely not today's topic. Uh, okay, so today's topic, we we decided that we kind of want to do um, a couple episodes at least uh, focus on hands from specific companies, kind of the big brand, the heavy hitters of the fountain pen world. Yeah, and in this case, we are going to do some uh, talk on pilots. Yeah, pilot, I feel like, I mean, the way I see it, pilot's kind of like one of the biggest in the pen industry right now in terms of hitting all of the markets, having everything that you need. And I know that pilot was the first pen that I bought. I would say pilot, pilot gets their ground covered. It, and it was it was at some point that the founders of Pilot say, guys, we're just gonna take over the entire pen market as much as we can. <laughs> we're not gonna do a niche. We're just gonna take over everything if we can do it. They and have I, the shotgun I, approach to. Yes, they have a shotgun more. approach. <laughs> <laughs> I, I mean, honestly, like as I was we were discussing, uh, they basically covered. All price point pretty well, to be honest. Mm-hmm. All right, I, I so... Mean, like, what what was your first Pilot fountain pen? Uh, my first one is actually Prera. Prera? Prera, yeah. Prera, yeah. Yours? Mine is the Cavalier. No, not the Cavalier. Mine is the Kakuno. That's right. That's yeah. the one that you buy in Japan when you look for stuff for me. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people here, their first pilot is typically the uh, Metropolitan because it mm-hmm. is a very... It's definitely one of the highest uh, buck uh, value for your bang. buck fountain pen. Bang for a buck. Oh, yeah, definitely bang for your buck fountain pen. And... Uh, but honestly, I actually do tried the varsity for for uh, a couple of days for a disposable fountain pen. It is actually really well. It it works. It's pretty really good. Well. It's really good. Um, of course, I mean, the the, uh, the, the pilot, so the pilot is, varsity is a uh, is a disposable, you know, quote unquote disposable fountain pen, right? Yes. It's it's kind of like your gel pen type, but it's with the fountain pen nib yes and uh uh the nib is not cold it's not it's not rounded off it's not tipped so it's just i think right now steel if i recall correctly but okay. otherwise yeah i mean you, you still get kind of like the uh, niche uh the, the writing feel and the, the what the the quirk of a fountain pen so i think if you really want to have some cheap pens on your desk to borrow to coworker or they want to try it, varsity may be a right choice. <laughs> it's like, I mean, I 
I get. Actually, I don't really get why the Varsity Fountain Pen. I, I like. I don't get it. Really? Like, what's the point? What's the? I, I guess I, I, this is coming from a person who's never tried a Pilot Varsity, so maybe this is something I'll just have to do one day. Because I mean, they're pretty cheap, right? I can buy a pack, um, of seven for like twelve bucks. But, yes, correct. Like, what's the point of this? kind of fountain pen how is this any better than say a gel pen or anything like that uh different uh different color and i don't think it's gel pen. i think it's actually fountain pen color inside so it's actual fountain pen ink like yeah. the like the water-based yeah fountain i think pen it's ink. similar to one of those um you mean the drafting it's similar to the drafting pens hmm yeah 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 and uh it is uh well, it's just an easy entry point, uh, entry uh, fountain pen, and and uh, you can bring it anywhere with you and toss it anywhere else, and you don't have to be afraid of uh, losing it. Yeah, I don't know. I don't because I, I see fountain <laughs> pens as like, like as s someone who remembers a time from before they started using fountain pens. Fountain pens it, it kind of exemplified like a, it was kind of like a status or like a going back to you know how things used to be kind of way it's like you're tapping into history and culture but putting a fountain pen nib on a on a trashy disposable pen kind of defeats that you know um i think it serves as uh as a really basic way that when some people really want to try fountain pen like some people some people like there are people out there that is just wondering how fountain pen writes and feels. Okay, so so this is their this is a this way is for them to like really an try entry it. gateway. And alternatively, some people does want to use fountain pen anywhere, but either their location where they are going to like a high school, middle school that they don't have their own locker and stuff, and uh, mm -hmm. theft is an issue. And I think at that point, varsity is not a bad choice. I guess so. Yeah, so I mean, there, there's a there's a reason for a lot of the cheaper price point stuff. I think Varsity is honestly is just either you this is your very first fountain pen, you're just curious to see how it is, or that is just rampant in your environment, and uh, you gotta <laughs> have something that you don't mind losing. Yeah, and and you know, it, it, I can just confess that it's just not targeting me. I'm not the target audience for the for the pilot varsity. I'm just not it. Yeah, I mean, um, the reason why you collect fountain pens is definitely not what what why you will want to get the varsity. But I can definitely see the appeal for a lot of people's situations. Yeah, but I can definitely say that despite me saying that, like fountain pens, it kind of are an example of like class or like you know, tapping into history and culture. I love the Kakuno. Like, I, I, the moment I saw it, I was like, yeah, I want one. <laughs> well, I mean, because they're, they're made differently. I mean, Kakuno itself, well, I mean, look, the price range is different too. The Varsity yeah. is $7 for 12 and, uh, I mean, I'm sorry, $12 for 7 And the Kakuno is like uh, 15 12 for one. Yeah, for one. So uh, by that point, it's like seven times more expensive. Yeah, well, it's, it's also made in a completely different field. Like the, the varsity just looks completely utilitarian, and it looks like a drafting pen, to be honest. And you have a Kakuna that looks like soft around the edges, having a smiley face, and it's pretty cute. Yeah, I, I, wouldn't, I would not 
it's almost the most ikea like pen that Kaku that pilot offers like if ikea sold a fountain pen it would be very similar to the kakuno i feel like does ikea sell fountain pens i don't no 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 as far as i know they don't are you sure <laughs> actually look it up. actually to be fair if ikea sold a fountain pen it would either be very lammy looking or very kakuno looking it's one of the two yeah i they actually sell notebooks that's actually fountain pen friendly apparently yeah yeah but they don't sell pens yet. No, they do, they do not sell pens. They do not sell yeah. pens. But I just like it. Like it's it it has a very school kid like uh, look to it. It's got a smiley face. Uh, I I bought all of the so I bought one of the normal Kakuno pens when I was in Japan. But they also released like a bunch of um uh, like soft pastel spring colors at one point. I just got them all. Yeah. Okay. Oh, wait, how many do you have Kakuno now? <laughs> uh, I have four. <laughs> well, that's not bad, honestly. It's, I mean, it's a pretty cheap pen, so <laughs> it's not terrible. I just like the colors. I don't know. Yeah. I, I, yeah. It's 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 like my it's a smaller version of like the Safari collection. <laughs> the Lamy Safari right. collection. Yeah. Okay, but yeah. at least they're not pushing limited edition Kakunos. No, at least as far as I know, they're not. Yeah, as far as I, I don't think, I don't think so. Pilot is surprisingly very, uh, very restrained <laughs> when it comes to limited editions. Yeah, compared to like Sailor. <laughs> I mean, Sailor's again. I don't want to jump into Sailor again, but Sailor is very much like we're just gonna have a like a ton of special editions. Oh yeah, it's just special edition everywhere. But I think Pilot is restrained to what like uh, to our understanding. I think there is a seasonal seasonal vanishing point, mm -hmm. and special editions like ninety years, ninety five years, a hundred years special fountain pen. Mm -hmm. and the 100 year old ink set they That's like doing the the anniversary collections yeah the anniversary collections and i think the only special ink they have was the uh what the nihonbashi collection uh collaboration they did for the special ink mm. like a really bright light blue ink that they don't even sell anymore for some reason <laughs> Ah, uh, yeah, that's that's my one. Did you get your hands on one or no? <laughs> huh? I'm gonna take it. You didn't get your hands on one. I did not get my hands on one, oh. even though I I completely forgot the the okay, the 100 edition has something really similar. The Pilot 100 year edition has the ink some has one of those really similar color ink. It's probably the same ink. They just name it different. Hmm. But I didn't get it. I should have gotten it, but I didn't get it. <laughs> Because I forgot. <laughs> but the end uh, of it is just that Pilot is super restrained in what they release. Yeah, yeah. They are not collab. They're not flooded with limited edition and collabs, I would say. so. Right. And uh, there's, it's weird because they are super high-end line. It's also very... They don't have a lot of uh, limited edition. They are... They discontinue them from time to time, and they have new models, but their mm -hmm. models are, like, pretty much consistently available, in a sense. 
So let, let, let's talk about that line for a second, right? Like, so we've sure. already kind of talked about the first couple, right? So at the very bottom, the cheapest that you can get is the Pilot Varsity. Um, the next level is like the Pilot Metropolitan and the Kakunos right around like 15 to $12. Yeah. What's next? Uh, shoot. I need to look it up. Where is our Google Doc? I honestly do not remember. Um, after Kakuno is oh oh yeah, of course the Preros and the Cavalier. Mm. I think uh, the non-clear Preros is thirty dollars. The demo version is fifty, which honestly I I do not understand why it costs more for a demo because it's just they're both plastic. <laughs> <laughs> they're both plastic. One's just color and one's not. But well, I mean about whatever. Uh, they you know they'll market it however they want it right maybe a demonstrator is just that much more expensive for some reason actually no i can buy if i can find a pilot prera for 35 bucks demonstrator version yeah oh 35 okay. surprising decrease or something okay all right i mean i'm on amazon okay and then you have the uh, cavalier which is also like 30 maybe 30 40 dollars as well and yeah, just actually a, a little bit nicer because Varsity is a I would say a regular size pen. It goes to Metro. Mm -hmm. Prera is slightly fatter, just slightly. Mm -hmm. And for some reason, Cavalier is a really thin but heavy pen. It's a real I. The one thing I okay, so I like the Cavalier size shape and heft the nib i have a problem with it's a little scratchy on mine and i try to fix it every once in a while but it's still a little scratchy i'm it's not my favorite pen but i like the look of it it has a really small nib mm -hmm. and uh it also writes super dry for me when i first got mm. which is something i do fix afterwards but after fixing it, it's all right you probably have some you probably if you okay if you have problem, did you? I'm pretty sure you try figure eights, right? Yes. Okay. If you try figure eights and it didn't work, and this is a this, this is a steel nib, chances are you probably have like an opposite of baby's bottom. They just mm -hmm. didn't smooth out the inner nib too much. Yeah, I mean it's not that much of a problem. It's just I like the look of it. It's not my favorite nib, but I, I use tons of other <laughs> pens, so it's 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 fine. Okay. All right. So what's the next price point? The, okay, so you know, varsities are super cheap, like under under like five dollars per pen. Kakunos are like around fifteen to twenty. Uh, the next level is kind of like thirty-five to fifty, and then now we're inching up to like the hundred dollar price points. And we forgot to mention Metro. Metro is also actually no, Metro was ten dollar, right? Yeah, they're a little higher now. They're a little higher They're now. They're twelve fifteen now. Yeah, even now it's still a pretty good price. And then ten dollar used to be a freaking steal. Mm -hmm. But yeah. Inflation. <laughs> uh yeah, yeah, inflation. And I mean I, the entire metro is made of brass, which is like jeez. I, I don't know how Pilot keep that price down, but right? Okay. Yeah, I don't know. But that being said, I, I I think I've mentioned before, like I don't own a metro. I've only I've only bought it for other people, but I, I, it just didn't no. appeal to me personally. I have a Metro somewhere in my pink boxes right now. I, I haven't touched it forever. But <laughs> yeah, I, it's, it's a good, 
hey, here is a metro, give it a try, give it a, here's a pen on the pen, give it a try for like a month and see how you like it kind of pen. It's so. to me, I think the metro is one of the best fountain pen introduction pens, like one of the best. Yeah, I mean the the quality itself is pretty good. It's, it has a decent heft. So people will, f- I'm not saying it will equal good quality. <laughs> I said a lot of people will think that it's good quality. It's a also, psychological not thing. It's bad quality, of course, but it's yeah. a psychological thing. Yeah. yeah. So overall, I think Metro is a pretty good introduction point. And you have to remember, like at least for us who we've been in the fountain pen game for a while, like a, a twelve dollar pen is very expensive. <laughs> pre fountain pen hobby yeah uh, well, I, I, I mean of, mm, okay i yes. don't know <laughs> yes it, it, it's relatively expensive for what most people always want to spend on their pens and pencils depending uh, on the circles if, you roll in like yeah, the old, you wouldn't even buy f- pens <laughs> correct it doesn't even found yeah well some people just take pens wherever they go like take up yep <laughs> yep uh, yeah yeah okay okay you're right on this one. $12 is a lot for some people yeah and so it being a little bit heavier than your average pen because of the brass body like it feels really good and it looks really good yeah it, it, it does help convey a sense of worth to newer pen users so yeah all right so where were we oh yeah we were on Prera and Cavalier What's next? Uh, the custom seventy four. All all of the you know hundred or breaking a hundred dollar fountain pens, and this is where you start getting into the gold nib pens. Is the custom seventy four gold nib? Yeah, it's pretty sure it was. Is it? I'm gonna look it up right now so I don't you know pull anything out of my gold butt. Nib. I think. Okay. Oh, oh, the price got the price increased. One sixty. I don't remember. It used to be one sixty, man. <laughs> I used. I, I remember it used to be like one one twenty to one fifty or something like that. Yeah. Oh man. Okay. I guess that price increase too. Seventy four. Yeah. I, I don't remember what's one sixty. Jeez. Okay. <laughs> oh. oh wow. The the Pilot Falcon, which is like the Pilot Soft nib pen. Yeah. Um, that you can do a, a little bit of flexing on. That's now 180. It is 180 now. Yeah. Oh, wow! I guess the overall price increase did hit everything. Yeah. But yeah. I think uh, I, it is still 152 off of uh, Amazon if you want it. <laughs> <laughs> the Pilot Decimo uh, Vanishing Point is 144, which is not still okay. It's still okay. I maybe yeah. just the price of gold. They're trying to come compensate for it maybe so Uh, what would you say is is the would the benefit be from coming from a metropolitan to something like the custom 74 or the falcon um well when you okay when you switch to gold nib chances are the gold nibs that you're using okay besides again it's kind of bad to keep comparing to it but Besides Sailor, because Sailor's <laughs> gold nib is like nails on all their pens. Most of their pens are nails, besides, unless yep. you go to like the really high-end Sailor, then it's stop being nails for some reason. Um, mm-hmm. The Pilot gold nibs are typically softer. Mm-hmm. 
the exception is decimal and vanishing point, of course, because that nib is short. Mm -hmm. But uh, generally, with the softer nib, it comes with a little bit extra flow. So that's definitely one additional uh, benefit you're going to have in compared to the uh, steel nib. I mean, um, I wouldn't say something. I wouldn't say they are flex or semi-flex on a lot of those nibs, but uh, press down more pressure for a little bit more inflow is probably the best way to describe a lot of the uh, entry-level Go nibs pens in by Pilot. Yeah, I don't know if I have. I don't. I the only entry level uh, gold nib I have from Pilot is the Pilot Vanishing Point. So. Um... Obviously, it doesn't fit mine. My experience doesn't fit that necessarily. But I think in general, <laughs> coming from a metro to um, something around like a, the entry level gold nibs is that it, the writing experience does feel better. Like it just feels smoother and it the feels tactile. Like cushion, I would say, yeah. yeah, it's a little more cushion. I have tried Johnny seventy four, and I mm -hmm. personally own the E ninety five S. The E the E ninety five S is like a really soft nib that can that can be flexed a little bit, just a tiny bit, which is similar to the Falcon. I think that oh this and one Falcon yes is about the same. Yeah, yeah, that is actually the uh, the pilot's uh, pocket pen. I'm pretty sure that, uh, in terms of pure footprints, it's even smaller than the Venetian Point. Oh yeah, it's it's way tiny. It's because yeah, you use yeah. the the when you post the cap onto the pen, it becomes the body. Yeah, you have to use a cap. Well, recommended to use a cap, and uh, <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to, but it's strongly recommended. Um, yeah, it is. Yeah, it is a pocket pen, but uh, the E ninety five is pretty cool. I think they were discontinued for a while, and Pilot brought it back as an E ninety five S. So as an entry level for gold nib, it's one hundred and thirty six bucks. It's the cheapest yeah. that we've mentioned thus far. So it's not bad. Yeah. E ninety five is probably one of wait a hundred how much? Hundred thirty six. Hundred thirty six. So I think I bought mine at ninety eight dollars, eight years yeah, ago. Yeah, like yeah, eight years ago. Uh, yeah, so I mean May price increase, but it's expected, I guess. Yeah. Oh, it's a great look. Yeah, I just remember the. Did you want to talk about the converters? Oh yeah, because um, Pilot has a ton of different kind of converters. Some are good, some are not great. <laughs> <laughs> okay, let's go over it really quick. Okay. I okay, mean... so we're gonna we're gonna stop right now for the different levels of pens, and we're gonna jump into the converters. Okay. Uh, well, of course, there's a cartridge, which mm -hmm. is just a little plastic piece, right? Mm -hmm. And then there is the uh, Pilot's uh, squeegee converter that comes with the most of the Metro and the Parallel, right? That, that's like a, basically like a... Uh, the Con B? Yeah, the Con... The squeeze converter? Uh, yeah, the squeeze. It's, it's, it's basically like a sack... And uh, with the two middle bars on both sides, and mm -hmm. you just squeeze it, and into it's actually really easy to clean and flush converter. Yep. Yeah. So another reason why Pipe Metropolitan is a good intro to <laughs> introduction band. I don't know what useful the converter. I don't know what the general consensus is. I know some people don't like it, but I love this converter. 
you gotta wait a, a second converter. for it to suck in the ink. But yeah, mm-hmm. this converter is really easy to use. I'm and it's it's cheap. Mm-hmm. Like the the way they construct is cheap, but it's really useful. <laughs> It's really useful. It's so easy to clean. I, I you can't see your ink level very easily, but whatever. Like it works yeah. great. In fact, I think that actually works a little better than the Con Twenty. I mean, I think it works better than most of their other converters, but that's just my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> yeah, it is a stripped down version of Con Twenty, but you can squeeze both sides. So I mean, the mm-hmm. Con Twenty only allow you to squeeze one side, right? So you can't really squeeze the entire tube too much. But like the the one comes with Metro, you can squeeze down the entire tube and refill the entire tube. So, yep. Honestly, I think it works better than the Con Twenty. It just for some reason Pilot doesn't want to sell this one. It only comes free with Metropolitan and per and then Parallel. Ah, uh, okay. What's next? Uh, the Con Fifty. The con oh, well, there's the con forty, which is like the very mini one that that you can use with um your vanishing point. Right, the con forty. Um, it's tiny. Tiny capacity. Is. Yeah, it has really. What's the best way for me to say it? It's it's one of those clear plastic one, right? Yeah. Uh, it, yeah, even yeah, the yeah. even the even the twist handle is uh transparent plastic. It has a very like it's going to break in your hand feel if you twist it too much. Yeah, it's a demonstrator. Um yeah. it also has a pretty small ink capacity if I recall correctly. Mhm, it does. And I think uh I used to have it. It is currently I think the, that actually replaces the Con 50. Yeah, the Con 50, I'm not sure if it replaces it, but it's... it's. Yeah, if I recall correctly, Con 40 replaces the Con 50. Hmm. And I think Pilot also stopped making the Con 20. I think at least they were planning to stop producing the Con 20, but then... I think uh, at the end of the day, they they continue to manufacture it because too many people <laughs> complain. <laughs> because honestly, Com Forty is not. Let's just say that I had Com Forty in my finishing point originally, and I replaced it with a cartridge. <laughs> okay, I I think that's all I need to be said. I I, I actually used Com Forty for a while. I just said screw it, and go back to cartridge. Because yeah, I'm still using good. the Con Forty. Yeah. I'm still using it, but it's not great. Yeah. So, uh, well, it has a ball. It has a little boss shaking ball built in, so you can make sure that your ink doesn't have the uh, sticking to the wall issue, I guess. Yeah, I, but I mean, most converters don't really have that issue. Yeah. Well, it depends on the ink, I say, and the pilot ink tend to be a little bit on the dry side. Mm-hmm. Of so maybe maybe it helps. Maybe it helps. And the big issue, okay, so moving on to the 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 dreaded con seventy, it's like <laughs> which is a push button uh converter, which just it creates is... a vacuum and slowly sucks up your ink. Yes, it is a push button vacuum converter. I personally what a don't terrible have it. design. You had it, if I recall correctly. Yes, I I I did, and I tried using it. I'm like, nope, this is going to the bin, or I'm. 
<laughs> Actually, I, like I was trying to look for it. it was, yeah. Was was yours like utilitarian issues, or was it yours just because changing the ink is a pain in the butt with the Con 70? Cleaning it and changing the ink was a pain in the butt. I just couldn't deal with it. It was worse like, than the, the normal the, piston pan. Way worse. <laughs> I, okay. I, I mean, I, I heard you can disassemble it, but I'm like, I'm not going to do this. I'm just going to use, I, I ended up, you, I, I had an extra uh, con B, the squeeze one. I just used that one. Okay. In my honest opinion, if you are going to disassemble your converter every single time, you might as well just go cartridge. <laughs> but, I mean, yes, you, you, you can just fill a cartridge with your own ink color, right? Yes, which is why I do for for my finishing point. Yeah, I don't know. I'm you know what you might have convinced me to eventually go that route. <laughs> I mean, a cartridge you can refill like fifteen times, I think, until the the the, the plastic actually loses uh, the its sealing capability. But before that, dude, one one cartridge will last a long time, especially it, on the finishing point. Right. Not to mention that I have like a hundred of those. Like, here's a blue cartridge, <laughs> cartridge for you. <laughs> yeah. Well, hey, you know what? Surprisingly, that's one of the very few semi-permanent ink that Pilot offers. Right. Their 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 standard blue their is standard apparently blue black. <laughs> it's like there are very few permanent ink or archivable ink that's available, which I'm really surprised about. Which is which is which is actually really good, right? They're giving you a good quality ink up front with their cartridge. Yes, their cartridge ink is I think it may be one of their best formula ink, which is super weird if you think about it. I have yet to try it. I still have a ton of those and I haven't actually used I it. Think so maybe you I'll have to try just it. Give it a try because surprisingly a lot ink sheens too. Alright, you know what? I just cleaned out one of my pens today. This weekend, I'll put it in, and I'll, I'll, I'll let you, I'll yeah, let you know if, what I think. If you use Antomoy paper, you'll realize the elbow <laughs> sheets, too. It is, it is a ink that is very weird that Pilot give out for free. But you know what? Good for Pilot. It, it's... To all those fountain pen sheen chasers, just use the standard Pilot Blue. <laughs> yeah, so. It sheens a little, not too much, but it, sheen, it sheens, which is... My surprise, the very first time I tried on Tom Boy Paper, I was like, oh, wow, gee, okay, it doesn't work. All right. All right, so I'll back to Fountain Pens. Uh, let me see. Okay, so we, we've kind of talked about the, the, the pens that are kind of above $100. Now we're kind of entering like the $200, $300 range. Yeah, I mean, the $200 one is what? Um, the custom vanishing points, uh, the custom paint job ones. Most of the time, mm. you know, honestly, I ha going over all of the different pilot pens. I will say, I hate their naming scheme. What do you mean? Pi pilot Custom seventy four, Pilot Custom eight twenty three, Pilot Custom eight forty eight forty five. Like this numbering <laughs> scheme is awful. Well, hey, <sighs> hey, look, at least the bigger number typically means it's more expensive. Sure. But at least that's consistent, okay. But the fact that there's a difference between eight twenty three and eight forty five is ridiculous. <laughs> Maybe is it a length? Maybe, or I, I think. Let me. I'm looking to look at it right now. Okay, so the eight forty five is Arushi lacquered, and the eight twenty three is translucent resin with a vacuum yeah. filler. 
and there is the pilot custom urushi, which is also urushi locker. <sighs> that looks I, I, really <laughs> similar to the A forty. What was it? A the A seventy four, A A forty five, A forty five. Yeah. Actually, I will say these pens do look really good. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to this point, if no one wanna, if if I don't go back to how they look and I don't review it, I honestly could not remember what's the difference between the A forty five and the custom. The A twenty three or whatever it is. No, no, the A the A forty five and the pilot custom, Rushi. I'd have to like look at it. But uh, yeah, that's the more expensive one. And uh, I mean, you have what, $200 covered by custom vanishing point. And uh, I think there is a, no, no, the cheaply, well, they... the cheaply made Irushi, it is not in Pilot's lineup. That was in Platin's lineup. Mm. Yeah. Well, I mean, the 823, the vacuum filler that we both got is like in this price range. It's like 200, $280 now. Ooh, okay, two hundred eighty now. And if you get the specialty nib, which it's really weird, I can only order from the Tokyo Pen Quill, like the FA nib, the WA nib. But uh, yeah, the A twenty three. Um, if anyone's interested, I would say if you are ink, if you're a cleaning freak, if you want to keep everything clean. Do not get the A23. In fact, do not ever get any <laughs> vacuum fill pen. Don't get any push button. Don't get any vacuum filler. It's just going to drive you crazy that there's just one speck of ink still in your cartridge, still in your uh, pen, and yes, who knows when will, it'll ever come they out. They will never go fully clean, man, <laughs> from my from my view, especially after you use like a really saturated the ink. No, mm -hmm. you, you, you can't get it fully clean. You just, at, <laughs> at some point, cleaning it, you're just going to give up. <laughs> Yep. Oh yeah. I mean, eight twenty three. The vacuums, the uh, the vacuum mechanism is really good. And, I'm actually uh, using that pen right now. Oh, eight twenty three. Yeah, I've I've forgotten that you need to untwist the top so that you can allow ink to flow through the pen. I was like, what the heck? Why did my pen dry up? I just refilled it. I was like, oh right, <laughs> I totally forgot. Do you know that you can actually control the ink flow to some degrees with that yeah. knob? Okay. okay. Because so of the stopper, also. right? Yeah, the stopper, but, uh, once it's uh, plugged in, it actually stops the flow a little bit. So mm -hmm. in some degree, it actually does control the flow of the uh, the pen. You can make it slightly wetter, slightly less wet if you just open it or close the valve. That being said, this pen right now is like pretty wet already. So it's like, nope, I'm just going to leave it the way it is right now. So, Oh, one thing about the finishing point, the uh, not finishing point, I'm sorry, the uh, FA nib on the A23. Mm -hmm. That nib is picky. On the kind of inks you use, yeah. Yes, on the kind of ink and on the kind of paper you use. If you use anything that is, uh, if you use any paper that is too smooth, with any ink that is dry, you're not gonna be able to write with it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's uh, it's 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 their flexiest nib that they offer, the FA nib. Yeah, it's a semi-flex line for. Uh, yeah, I think most people would describe it as semi-flex. It flexes more than the Falcon pen nib, which right. it, which is weird because it's right. an FA nib. Falcon starts with FA. It, it's a little confusing, but yeah, I think in yeah. terms of flexiness, it is probably like what E twenty five the lowest, and then maybe uh, Yetsu 
And then may actually no, I think Falcon is a little bit worse than Jetsu. And then he goes to I'm Ikon, not sure of Jetsu. A two three. The Jetsu is a one that Jetsu is the one that you can actually change how your net behave. By oh yeah, that one. The yeah, the justice, one. the justice, yeah. the pilot justice fountain pen. Yeah. That one. Yeah. So. Honestly, given my experience with uh like um flex nib pens and like uh the vintage ones, like the Falcon FA, uh, not the Falcon, the Pilot FA nib does pretty good. Like as long as you can get the flow right from the pen, it does pretty well. Yeah, it's I would say it's like a decent. Uh, everywhere you can buy, FA nib. I mean, of course, I know that recently there's a lot of uh, custom. Uh, the newer generation of nib, custom nib makers start making a flexible uh, nib again, which is great. Mm -hmm. yeah. But uh, I think the FA nib is still one of the better uh, readily available, I would say, commercialized semi-flex nib. That right. It's, pi it's pilot, now. right? Like they're, they're, you know, it's a very studied product that they're giving you. Yeah. There, there's a certain quality threshold they don't, they don't go under, <laughs> which is which is something we didn't get to talk about yet, right? Which is that pilots' um, manufacturing, like their consistency among their product line, is one of the best, I would say. Yes, because okay, I haven't really seen any pilot nib that is too miscentered. Hmm. I mean, there's a few that maybe a little miss a little bit, misses a little bit, but I haven't seen anyone that miss a mark too much. Right. Overall, all their nib comes from factory rights. Granted, some rights a little bit too dry, but overall, I think everything comes from their factory does right well, at least decently. Which, Which... is, <laughs> for some reason, very difficult to do in today's world. Mm-hmm. I mean, you always hear about problems with, like, say, the Lamy 2000. Like, I, I know that the Lamy 2000, like, quality control is good, but, like, you hear people having problems with that. And I, I remember you telling me stories about platinum pens having the same kind of issues. Yeah, platinum pen. Well, my, my platinum pen was the, uh, well, mine was the uh, Nakaya, which is <laughs> the, uh, I would say, the same company as platinum at this point. Actually, mm -hmm. that's a thing too. Namiki is the, uh, I think. I think some viewer or some listener may be a little bit confused because we didn't clarify it. Namiki is the higher class line of pilots. It's FYI. the Lexus to Toyota of Namiki to Pilot. Correct. Because I think one of the founder of Pilot is called Namiki. His last name. Mm -hmm. So they am just using the Mickey line for the pilots' higher-end models, right? And when you start talking about Namiki pens, we're not we're breaking past the five hundred dollar price range into the multiple thousand dollar pens. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think what the lowest Namiki offering is probably the Sterling Silver line. Like the rotten stuff, or is that no, like, no, or is no, that already the, way more expensive the, than I'm thinking of? No, you're you're thinking rotten. Rotten is like a thousand dollars starting point. <laughs> the and I'm, I'm talking about this. It's a starting silver line. It is a pen complete made of uh, 
I wasn't completely like the barrel section is made of sterling silver because I think the grip is still plastic. But oh, wow. the okay. barrel is sterling silver and uh, most of the time it's chinky, chinky, which is Chinkin? the uh, little uh, chiseled finish. They chisel out the uh, pictures, the, whatever symbols, the animals they want, and they finish it with that. And then they inlay the gold and all the flakes and stuff. No, 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 no. This one is silver. So they kind of had like a slightly darker black pigment or ink that is in the, uh, that is in the, uh, that gets colored on and not washed out for their mm. pen. Let me see. Sterling Silver Edition. Yeah. The cheapest pen I was able to find on Goulet Pens was like $1,800. I'm like, geez. Yeah, the Sterling Collection is 408 They have like a dragon one. They have a kimono dragon, turtle, <laughs> gargoyle. It's all animals. Mostly animal. Panda. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, Ooh. Toki. Oh. That is the that is the Sterling Silver line. And uh, their nib, the Sterling Silver line nib looks like the E ninety five nib. Even though oh, okay. is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Now so yeah, when you're I've, at this when you're at this level of price range, like it's no longer about like how the writing experience is. You're just buying expensive pen jewelry at this point. Mm, I think the Namiki Emperor can make a run for your money against against the argument because it's such a uniquely different pen compared to the rest of the uh, other lineup. What do you but mean? It is also a very spendy pen. Well, like, what's what's different about it? The Namiki Emperor, and uh, which is typically in Urushi, it is like a, it is super fat. It's a really fat pen, and the the nib itself, it is I think it's the number fifty nib in Namiki standard, and it is softer than a normal pen, even though it is not as soft as the uh, FA nib. Mm -hmm. And that pen itself is a eyedropper. Okay. It's a traditional eyedropper. So, like, in terms of the girth of the pen and the size <laughs> of a pen, it is also ebonite. So, like, overall, it's a different writing experience, I would say. True. But again, I mean, what's to stop some other brand from making just another fat pen, right? Mm, surprisingly, not too many making fat pens. I mean, <laughs> uh, yeah, not too many. I think uh, Naka, yeah, finally started making 17 millimeters pens. But other than that, yeah, there's, I mean, what, Kino pens from Sailor? That's yeah. another one. And that's pretty much, well, at least for Japanese pens, that's pretty much it. I know there's a lot of a really fat version of European pens, but we can talk about it later. But <laughs> I think that's the extent of the Namaki one. Yeah. But I mean, in general, like, the, these are um like class defining jewelry pens oh yeah once okay besides 
the emperor is I would say is uniquely different writing experience. I would say I, I'm not sure that is a ideal writing experience. <laughs> <laughs> And uh, it is, I think it is definitely a class pen. The size is maybe create pri- primarily, primarily f- to display the art instead of used to write. Right, because I mean these pens are like ten thousand dollars, and they've got like gold and silver and like shell and pieces in of, them. Uh, yeah, all kinds of uh, rushi tiny you can think of that's already in the pen for their normal editions. So right. You're paying for the guy's craftsmanship, the guy who makes like 10 of these pens a year. Um, and that's why it costs so much. Yeah. Because, oh, geez, it costs quite a bit. I wonder <laughs> anyone. Okay, I'm pretty sure some people, someone, some people bought it. But I wonder if there is going to be like someone suddenly just show a. Uh, the Seven Gods. Do you remember the 100 Years Namiki pilot? Mm hmm. Yeah, I edition? saw that collection. Yeah, yeah, the seven. What? Good luck. Uh, the seven gods of good fortune. Yeah, I mean, Act. there's. Oh, oh, sorry, they're out of stock. But if you would have bought them on Goulet pens, it would have cost you thirty three thousand dollars. <laughs> For like what? Seven pens total, right? Yep. Yeah, and that, I think that was the emperor version, and then you have actually. They do have the uh, slightly smaller one, the Yukari Royale Meiji Maru, which is your ship, merchant mm-hmm. ship. That one I actually held in person during the uh, pen show. It is, Ooh. I would say, the Yukari Royale series, even though it looks not as large, it is surprisingly heavy because Yukari Royale is brass-based. Oh, wow. Okay, so the body is made of brass. Yeah, the body is on brass, so it's actually heavier than it looks like when you have it oh, in wow, your okay. hand. They, went, they kind of went the opposite of what most of the higher-class pen does because most of those higher-class pen use ebonite inside, mm-hmm. but the uh, Ucariel uses brass. I mean, again, it goes into the psychology of like, well, heavy pen must cost a lot. Uh, Yeah, which is also why... <laughs> which, I mean, have... it totally does. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, sounds it, it doesn't necessarily reflect that, but yeah, for most people, that's that's your psychology. Psychology, uh, it, it may have to do with a really primal, original feeling that a uh, metal something that something that contains metal is probably heavier and more sturdy. Yeah, I mean it. it... In in the before times, it kind of made sense, but yeah. you know we have to understand that like you know certain materials, despite the fact that they're lighter, are more expensive, like titanium, yeah. right? And most yeah, titanium and most ebonite. Ebonite pens are super light, but they are not cheap. Oh, to kind of think of it, I think uh, we can kind of wrap this up uh, for the special editions. Any special edition of pilot pens you want to bring up? Special pilot pen editions, not, not pilot. Do you have anything? Yeah, yeah, yeah. the uh, the mu edition, the mu pens. The mu pens and mulex, murex. Wait, do you remember those or no? No, I don't. You have to link me. 
Uh, let me see. So I think there was a pretty good blog on. Ah, uh, there we go. The Legend of Pilex Murex. Here we go. Let me see. I can find. Let me post it to you. Let's see. Ah. One second. Let me see. Why? What? 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 What's going on? Why is not posting? Let's see. Let me why. Legendary mm. pilot mirrors. I think this is one of pilot's most special. Legendary pilot murex. Oh. It's oh, very this similar, pen. But yeah, I think that is something really worth bringing up, even though I think most of the listeners probably won't be able to get it. Okay, wait, are they selling these again? No, no, they're not. Okay, because the... I was like, I remember seeing these before, and I was like, ooh, I would totally like one of these. <laughs> For anyone that's not from the computer or could not look it up, this is the it's... pilot's... Mm, it is a pocket they, pen. Right? It's spelled M U R E X, Murex. Yeah. And the best way I can describe the look of it is if you took the like the Pilot Falcon or the 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 one that you have, I forget what the it was, E95S. the E95S. If you combine those two and but the entire barrel of the pen sharpens up to become the nib itself self it it almost looks like like a delorean version of a pilot pen yeah i was that's a fair assessment that's a fair assessment yes the, uh, it's, yeah it has a very 70s aesthetic to it but it looks really good it looks really clean because it's a unibody design like the nib and the body is one go. It is not like a separate device. It's not separately milled. It it just looks as finishing one shot. And I think it, the one that best portrayed that feeling is the ninety, the very original one, the Mio yeah. seven hundred one, the nineteen seventy one version. Yeah, it looks really good. <laughs> <laughs> I, I totally forgot about this one. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's so yeah. clean. And that honestly, is... it it goes back to like the origins of like quill pens too, right? Like you have one stick of something and I'm just going to make a nib out of it. And that's yes. what they did. Yes. This one is they just going to make a nib out of the uh, stainless steel body and that's it. I I can't imagine why they can't do this now. They probably can, but I'm not sure they want to. Ah, come <laughs> on, pilot. <laughs> Just do it. It's, it's like, you know, you know, it's like some companies. Uh, I mean, you, you have that Audio Technica that with headphones. They, they make a very good headphone time to time. Just to show, like for audiophile great ones. Uh, just to show, hey, we look, we can do it. But just because we can do it doesn't mean we're going to do it. Yeah, why? Basis. Why not? Just do it. Just make it, and you'll make so much money by people wanting to buy it. Like I don't get it. Just do it. 
<laughs> well, maybe that. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But that, the 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 seven o one. I would say out of all the uh, available ones, that's definitely one I would I would keep an eye out if this anything ever become available. The nineteen seventy three has its own little quirks to it too. Like I like the 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 leading lines up to the nib, but yeah, the original seven o one is by far the best. Yeah, the uh, I think the seven seventy seven the long version and the Murex in general feels a little bit too disjointed in a sense because they have mm-hmm. like the uh, the horizontal lines and that kind of kind of cut off a feeling of the one. One shape, like the uh, the unibody design. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah. it must be. It has maybe it's some kind of manufacturing thing because it's difficult to make. I don't know. Like I can't imagine. Hmm. I don't know. Well, maybe I mean, tuning look, was hard. Is, is I I would imagine it's similar to like making a uh a billet like a knife unibody stuff like that. Mm-hmm. It's basically you have a very low tolerance of failure and a very high chance of not able to sell the device. So you have a lot of waste. Right. Yeah, because like sometimes the machine tolerance when you're milling them, it's just not that great. So it gets destroyed and it has to be replaced. Maybe the uh, maker in uh, pilot just uh, isn't king on uh, having such low return rate. Maybe... I mean, for sure, they can sell it to the point of they making enough money off of it, but maybe they're just not that keen on being wasteful in general. Maybe. I don't know. But, like, yeah, like, I think... But it looks great. It looks great. It definitely looks great. And I think I will keep my eye out on these. If I see it at a pin show, I may just pick it up because a similar one definitely looks great. Oof, okay, yeah, I, I was, I'm just hitting up eBay just to take a look, right? Um, you can find them for about $300. However, the examples are not ideal. Like, they've got some barrel scratching. I mean, it's a fully, like, it's a full, it's like, what's, it's, the entire body's made of steel or something, right? Yeah, it's stainless steel. Yeah, like, the the ones that you see on it, on ebay like they're all scuffed up but i mean that's just what it's going to be right because it's stainless steel yeah i mean it's pre-owned oh yeah i see i see what you're talking about they, yeah they are pretty pretty well used <laughs> there's one i see for 500 dollars that looks pretty good though oh man but yeah it's but it is expensive and it is expensive compared to what they were yeah it is very because i mean it is it is a steel nib pen. I mean, there's no way around it, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, I don't think they can make a full gold one like that. That that would be insane. I don't no, think that would be too soft. That would be <laughs> way too soft. It's, it's not worth it at that point. Maybe a titanium one? Could they do that? Mm, expect to pay a really hefty price for it. I, I mean, no doubt. Because the thing about titanium for milling is that titanium gauss really easily. Gauss, like, it, it chips really easily. It's a really brittle metal. I wouldn't say brittle because I think it's not known for brittle, but uh, hmm. it, 
because it's such an elastic material, is is the high tensile strength material. When you want to mold some part of it, it will actually try to flex and take other oh, parts of the metal with it. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. So, so you, you, first of all, titanium due to that characteristic, like titanium actually wears out the uh, milling bit a mm. lot faster than uh, milling like a stainless steel weather kind of metal. And it also you also need to use a really sharp one to avoid gouging. <laughs> so that's why titanium stuff costs so much in general. Oh, I see. Yeah, it's just hard. So it's hard to mill. But if Pilot does make a titanium version of the mule, <laughs> I, I cannot guarantee that I won't get it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the, the, yeah. The, but yeah, four four hundred four hundred five hundred. The they're, the the used for listings on eBay they're pretty expensive. <laughs> yeah, compared to their their normal pricing, of course. All right, and I think that's all I want to share for the fountain pens. Do you have anything you want to add? No, I mean, other than the fact that, like, yeah, Pilot, if you're looking for an entry-level uh, fountain pen, Pilot's kind of the brand I would recommend. Um, they're big, reliable. They have, as we've kind of talked about, they have a pen for every price range you would want, so... Yeah, yeah I would say, if you, if you want to stick with, like, some, some people just stick with one brand... Uh, I personally wouldn't do it, but uh, if if you're <laughs> that type of person, I let me be your choice because they got every aspect of a pen cover. I would say, mm-hmm. I, I want to say aspect every price point basically covered. Actually, the a- pr- aspect could be too. Like you could, I mean, if you wanted to be a stickler about it, you could just use Pilot ink and Pilot pens for the rest of your life. They've got enough mm. pro- different products. I think the only thing I don't have is a pigmented ink. Do they have pigmented ink? Wait, wait, that's, that's fair. Sell pigment ink? I'm not sure if they do. Sailor has that cornered pretty well, or at least they have a good uh, offering. I keep we keep mentioning Sailor. I feel like we have to talk about Sailor next week or next. Yeah, time. probably. I mean, <laughs> Sailor is is. I'm not sure how they behave after the. Uh, after the acquisition, mm. but uh, yeah, Sailor itself, it is a. I would say, in some sense, it is a brand that became or developed into an enthusiast brand. They really are. They're very. If 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 Pilot is mainstream, um, the Sailor is like the indie hipster version of them. Yeah. It's, it's like Eric Pan's a Kickstarter. <laughs> <laughs> but I know they've cornered their market really well. Like they have all of these like special ink editions. All of their inks do something really cool or special. All their, they constantly release new and special editions that have like new kinds of colors and things. They'll do yeah. random like Sailor Moon marketing plans. Like they're crazy. They have a lot of collapse. Like for some, for, for a fountain pen company <laughs> they have a lot of collapse with modern okay. companies next time we can't keep talking about sailor yeah in a pirate <laughs> show yeah man okay i think okay, okay. i think I, I just going back to pilot i think it's just because pilot can come off a little boring 
Yeah, I maybe would as say, a brand. Um, Highland is a Highland is a very traditional brand. Mm-hmm. If that makes sense. They are very controlled. I, I wouldn't say blend, but they are not a risk taking brand. <laughs> very controlled. Very controlled. Very non risk taking. Um, generally, if you want fountain pen ink. Their their Irishinsuku lineup is great. If you want non corrosive, very good ink, very beautiful. Pilots, yeah, very beautiful. Different colors. I mean, I have like what five colors on them. How many? Mm-hmm. Wait, how many? How many pilots ink do you have? I probably have around five. I actually don't have as much as you think I do. Oh, okay. <laughs> I I just kind of I should have gone the one hundred year anniversary <laughs> set, man. But eh, whatever. And uh, I think some of the listen didn't know this, but uh, the Irushizuku ink bottle used to be hand blown, which is crazy. They are yeah, it's it's pretty crazy if you think about it. like each one of it used to be hand blown. I mean, if you have the older version, I I don't think the newer version. The newer version is all machined. So newer version uh, starting from what year like what year are we talking about i think that rumor came out in 2019 so maybe in oh, okay. 2019 or 2018 so pre-2019 your oroshi yeah. your pilot oroshi uh cool. ink are probably hand blown let me see when's the news come out uh pilot uh Iroshi zuku ink discontinued which is crazy because those ink bottles are like 20 they're not they're, I mean, they're expensive, but they're not like th- that expensive. To for them to go through the whole process of hand like hand blowing those glass bottles. Yeah, which is really. It was it okay? It was twenty something dollar in here in USA, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, again, expensive, but not. You know, I wouldn't imagine yeah. that a company would go through that much effort for something like that. Yeah, I mean, you you honestly wouldn't recommend you you would not think that they were him blown for a ink bottle. <laughs> but again, they look really good. Like they're very classy. Yeah, they're really classy and they're pretty useful for. They are useful for smaller fountain for smaller pilot pens. <laughs> You're not gonna fit your, uh, 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 Namiki Emperor through the top. Uh, <laughs> no, <laughs> I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah, so I mean, yeah, there, there's some people's, yeah, I think 2000, definitely, okay, definitely 2016, it was still hand blown. Okay, I think I got all mine around 2016, 2017. Yeah, because some people are like, if you take a look at like all the post history, some people will complain. That their bottle, they they feel like they got chipped because their bottle is a little bit less, or they feel like the bottle is a little more. More. Hmm. So I think from 2016 is definitely hand blown. Oh wow! Okay. And you can see well, you it all different. So something very interesting. Apparently, Target sells Urushizuku ink. <laughs> <laughs> really. I did not. I, not in stores, but you can you can order it online for some no, reason. Oh, you can order it, of course. Yeah. <laughs> Still, not something I expected Target to carry. Yeah, yeah. I think um, they both carry them too at some point. 
I can see Staples carrying it. Staples has random, you know, I mean, it's Staples is a stationary and office store, right? So they they have fountain pen stuff there. Yeah, Not exactly Staples, great fountain pen stuff, Staples but they have Staples used to carry vanishing points too, by the way. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Maybe, you know, yeah. Yeah, they don't carry their super expensive one, but they do carry, they do carry a vanishing point, which is weird, right. to be honest with you. But hey, you know what? Whatever, more, more, uh, more method for you to buy their pens, the better. <laughs> Actually, I can't think of it. Pilot doesn't have their own paper brand, right? They have their ink, they have their own fountain pen. But I don't think they have their own paper. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I've never heard of Pilot brand paper. Right, like I could do, be wrong, but you think that Pilot will make it just just out to have like a one common brand but i don't think they have their own paper like most companies like that would be like oh let's complete the entire process we want you to use our pen ink and paper but no i don't i don't think they have anything yeah i think they stop at the station they stop at pen and ink and just say okay that's us let's extend that we're gonna go (laughs) that's domination that's 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 the stop of our domination of the stationary market how interesting which is weird I mean, hey, I mean, if that's what they want to focus on, that's what they want to focus on. I mean, I mean, obviously, Pilot has a lot more than just fountain pen stuff, right? They have a ton of like the ballpoint stuff, the gel pen stuff. And oh, yeah. that's probably their, that's in terms of their moneymaker, that's probably their bread and butter. Actually, in case you didn't know, Pilot is an ink company. Oh. They label themselves as an ink company. They're not a pen mm. company anymore. They're <laughs> an ink company. Oh, well then. <laughs> so yeah there you go their main business is not fountain pen their their main business is all the gel pens and ballpoint pens hmm. I mean it's, it's understandable it is where majority where they make their money so which is also still very interesting the fact that they kept the fountain pen tradition throughout these years and still kept kept it developing going which is nice yeah I mean, that's their heritage stuff, right? They just want yeah. to keep that a part of their brand. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's what they're doing. So, yeah. Alrighty then. I think this is it for the time being. Well, I mean, I this is good. 100 years. Yeah, I mean, they're 100 years old company. Hopefully, they can continue to uh, develop and make our ink and uh, make our pens and paint our fountain pens and continue to yeah. do so at the so, as price we both kind of mentioned. We both kind of mentioned we, you know, hopefully in the coming years we'll see some more interesting things really come out from them. Hopefully, yeah. So, um, yeah. Okay, I'm reading about another one from five years ago. Some people complain that hey, look, um, my ink level looks a bit low <laughs> because the uh, the glass blown bottle has a little more capacity than the other on that one. Oh, interesting. Okay. And so your ink level comes in different levels because they, they, they make sure to put in 50 milliliter of ink, but they don't make sure it fills the entire bottle. <laughs> oh, by the way, for people that really want to save money on ink, Pilot sells their uh, blue, black, and black ink in Coke bottle size. Oh, Oh, I remember you showing this to me. It it is a <laughs> it's like liter size six hundred. It looks like a it looks like a it looks like a soda bottle, like literally. 
Yes, it looks like a solo model. So if you really want to be cheap, and you want to be uh, if you if you if you know you're gonna use a lot of ink for some reason, maybe you want to have your student try fountain pen or something like that. Well, shoot, that is literally one of the cheapest <laughs> ways to buy inks. I'm curious if pen, if Pilot is an ink company, do they not make like printer ink or like do they like do they have no market in that? Mm. Or is that too technologically advanced? We don't want to do that. Like we're just going to do the pens. I don't know actually. Let me see. Pilot I don't know. Maybe I mean, I mean it they, seems they like they renamed the, themselves as 1980 as a pilot ink company. <laughs> hmm. uh, I don't know. Let me just see. just me thinking about like, well, if they're an ink company, there's other things that use ink too, like printers. Printers use tons of ink. They make erasers, correction fluid, inks, marker, highlighter, mechanical pens, so digital pens. They make digital pens, really? Digital pens? What is a digital pen? You mean like for an Digitizers. iPad? Digitizers like uh like tablet pens. Really? Pilot uh, yeah. digital pens? Okay, that's totally not ink. <laughs> that's yeah, that's not ink. <laughs> uh, well, I guess their biggest uh celebration for their own a hundred years anniversary is they built a brand new office. Hmm. Well well they're definitely <laughs> making profit. Yeah, they plan, they built a brand new office for themselves. So there you go, there's that. Yeah, I yeah. think the Pilot G2 is also probably one of the best gel pen. Oh, pen yeah, the there. G2 is really good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, as crappy as it is to talk about on this one, actually, well, under this pen stationery. So, you know what? Screw it. Pilot G2 is actually one of the best ones, I would say. For Yeah, uh, I, I bought a pack pen. of like the G2.5s or like the 2.27s. It, it writes so well. Yeah, the G2. And also, I like the uh, high tech as well which one's that that is the one the high-tech c that's the one with like a needle point beginning oh those i've, I've seen those yes oh yeah the high-tech c they write really well but just be careful because the high-tech c they don't take impact too well mm. because the entire tip is just a needle it's like yeah a, uh, it's really tiny person. yeah it's tiny so once if you dropped it you ruined it Oh, I mean, you know, as a fountain pen user, like you never drop your pen, <laughs> or at oh, least yeah. try I not mean, to. I mean, look at the new place. Uh, it's it's just hardwood, and I actually just got a carpet just just in case, just in case I accidentally drop something. <laughs> just in case. Yeah. Oh man, that's also one of the reasons why I didn't do the uh, show for a while because I was allergic to the carpet that I the the, the rug <laughs> that I put in. I didn't oh, you know what? My computer. I totally forgot. Like you, you know, you know, my mental image of like us doing this podcast was you in your old apartment. I now have to like rethink. It's like, oh, actually, yeah, you're in the new place now. Totally got it. I, yeah, yeah. So that's the entire thing. I didn't want to become at, at. I didn't want to be in my office for <laughs> a couple of weeks due to the allergy issues. So, and yeah, apologize, apologies to all the listeners. No worries. That's that's why there's a delay. We'll forgive you, Frank. We'll forgive you. Yeah, uh, yeah. But yeah, right. that, I think that's, um, we should probably conclude our pilot discussion for the day. And uh, I think our next one will be on Sailor then. <laughs> Sailor. Sounds good. Yeah, yeah I mean, we, we, mentioned, we keep mentioning Sailor, so I think it's probably a good idea for us to talk about it. All right.
All right, man. All right, I'll catch you later. Bye. Alrighty. 117.